0: Motown Rundown. Welcome in, welcome back. It is Wednesday, December 29th. We're recording at 10 51 p.m., that is Eastern Standard Time. Look, we recognize we took a week off. We we accidentally took a week off. Allow me to explain. So, all of last week, of course, leading up to Christmas, it's the holidays, people are busy. We're trying to find a time to record and it was just one thing after another of Two guys could go, then one guy couldn't, yada, yada, yada. Sure enough, we decided, you know what? We're taking a holiday break. We deserve it. It was forced upon us because we couldn't find time to record. So we're here. We're squeezing this one in before before New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and before we roll into 2022. So apologies for the delay and the lack of communication on the end of the social media manager, a.k.a. me. Um, but we are here, we are back with another Motown Rundown. We have uh, plenty to talk about in the same right. We have almost nothing to talk about because the Tigers haven't done act and the NHL has been a mess. Um, but we will get into all of that later. But first and foremost, let's talk to the boys. I know we want to touch on some some stuff today in the little uh, jibber-jabber here segment that we do. Um, but first and foremost, how is everyone's Christmas?
1: what was your favorite gift for we'll start off with you
0: um my favorite gift what's it called after it well, we
1: open presents i sorry i cut you off rabs like i always do on every episode probably okay. 15 times a show um <laughs> but i i was like uh, it's i think it would be for me like at the end of christmas you say this is my favorite gift and this is my least favorite gift and you just say
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> put everyone on blast in the room yeah um well, Christmas, was, Christmas like came and went this year for us, I, at least for me. I mean, I was so busy with work that you pick your head up and all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's December 20th and I still haven't bought any gifts and like haven't listened to Christmas music and haven't seen any like Christmas lights. Like, I haven't really done anything for the holidays. So um, it came and went, but quiet Christmas on our end as it usually is. Um, half my family is uh, Jewish, which is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Not that I meant to insinuate that I shouldn't have to defend myself in saying that because I'm not insinuating that nothing there's something wrong with uh not being well um, no you're just you're just Christmas you're just That's simply just,
2: saying that it is what it is. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: it is what it is it's a small time over here I would say the best gift I got for Christmas I got I got AirPods Pro Pros AirPods Pros which is nice because I, I I'm a big music guy and I threw I threw a pair of those AirPods in that someone, uh, someone one of my friends had one time and they have this noise canceling deal where you literally can't hear the person next to you talk. And I'm like, I need these for the gym. I need these for if I ever go on a plane or just walking around the street. So that was a good gift. I would also say that the surprise gift of the year, a gift of the century from my mom was a nice Shinola watch that she, she could have just left it at the, left it at the fact that like how expensive of a, cause she was like, this is a $800 watch. And then she proceeded to go on in time. Like, Oh, she had like some unreal backdoor discount that she got, which is the only reason why she bought it. But <laughs> Nonetheless, awesome gift that I was not expecting. The thing is, is you'll learn Trent, as you get older is like, once you, once you turn the corner of like 21, literally all the gifts you get are just like things to add to your professional life. Like all I got was clothes and I loved it. I got a, a tie. I got socks. I got Lululemon pants that I had to take back today. Incredible line outside the store, but uh, dude, those were my gifts.
1: I fit, I've gotten Lululemon pants I think for my birthday like a couple times, and I don't think Thank I God. fit into them every time. It's either they're way too big or they're way like the Lululemon sizing is out of control. I,
0: well, it, I'll have to. I can help you out with that because I have similar issues. I'm I'm always the 32 pant length, like for anyone out there that wants to maybe send us some samples i'm always a 32 pant length because i am a measly 59 on a good day the, wa- the the waist is different between the cuts and the companies and but it's all about the taper we are in a we are in a time of taper 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 so my mom got me the classic fit pants i went in and got the slim fit thank you very much for those who think that i can't fit into a slim fit i can and i did and i am and i'm wearing the pants this weekend on my new year's <laughs> eve excursion but nonetheless Collins, how was your Christmas favorite gift?
1: Uh, what's it called? I got a lot of good gifts. Uh, my brother got me a cooler, like one of those, like huge RTIC ones, like a nice yeah, one,
0: knockoff Yeti, but still nice. Do, this okay, they do the wow. same thing, they do the same thing.
1: I know what's That's it called. Point. I, 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 I do I become a sticker guy, but I don't feel like I have
0: <laughs> you know you what I'm talking have, about. You gotta have a wealth of stickers built up like you can't just have one,
1: Yeah, but you know? do I look like a sticker guy? I'm like a guy who just has a great cooler.
0: Oh, Collins, yeah, you guys, show up with the guy.
2: Collins, you show up with a plain cooler and it's all about what's on the inside. It's not about that the is presentation. True. Yeah. But
1: I I feel like I need one sticker.
2: Well, yeah, get like a get an English D. Ooh. That's a good
1: sticker. Also, this isn't even Christmas. I found my Tigers hat today and I was very happy. I couldn't find it for like 2 months. Found it today in the, my laundry. So that was a positive. Um, I got a lot of great things, but probably, I mean, I got golf shoes, which I told you guys I needed, and I finally got them, and they're fire, so I was happy about that. Also, uh, shout out to James Pyatt, you know, the little Sparty uh, MSU golf thing. I got a sweet white hat of that logo. No, whip it out tomorrow for the Peach Bowl.
2: Dude, that logo kicks ass. And, yeah, we we do have to talk about the Peach Bowl, but – Real quick, I will yeah. say that my favorite gift that I – Christmas was great. Christmas – I, I agree with Rabs. It kind of came and went. Yeah. My favorite gift was probably the Lions beating the Cardinals. And okay. other we than that –
0: an actual gift that was under your tree. <laughs> everyone else, everyone else yes. had, a, had a very easy time answering the question, Trent.
2: I knew I would get – I had to do that. It was in my due diligence. Um, we'll I – other than that, I got a very, very, very nice uh, bass guitar case for my. Like nice. it's a hard, it's a hard case. You know, I don't have to hold my breath when I yeah. travel with my bass anymore. So that's nice. And I also got uh, a book that I'm looking forward to reading. I don't know. Want to read more? New Year's resolution.
0: Good man. Maybe a little tease for the trifecta. Maybe. Made that. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah. Nice. I,
2: cool I have a bunch of Christmas themed questions too, but I guess it's too late for that
1: what's it called i want to start reading more too but the thing about it when i read i need to like read a sports book like I, that's yeah. the only thing i'll read i have to be very or like, in, like in, uh, a topic or like an entertainment like dirt story it's like oh it's like the battery boys what really happened like so, it's <laughs> like yeah they were they're actually all baiting each other's like girlfriends and like there was a lot of things going on beyond the scene like know what i mean
2: Collins, read the dirt. I know people probably think Motley Crue pays me to say this kind of shit, but read the dirt. I that's
1: watched made- the movie, though, Trent, and I know the movie oh, is okay. not the same as the book. Yeah, no, that's, like, fair. I, that's a good point. Once I watch a movie, I have no energy to read the book.
2: Fair, fair. That was kind of me when I got to the end of the Harry Potter series, but whatever. Fair. Do we want to talk Peach Bowl?
0: Yeah, we can. Well, let's do something sad first. Let's make something sad because Collins brought this up pre-show. Um, so I guess we can end on the peach bowl as we roll into like all things Detroit sports as we do on the Motown rundown um, but as of what was this yesterday or two days ago John Madden passed away um, when I saw that come across my phone and I think Collins you'll probably do you'll probably do John Madden some justice with the way you describe it because you're pretty you're like you're dialed into to what he meant to the game of football but when I saw that come across my phone there was I, I was weirdly like it hit me in a very weird way as far as like, wow, like that's like talk about someone that has a ginormous impact on not only just sports but like the world. I mean, I maybe th- like via the uh, the medium of sports. Um, but just like of all people and you know, especially in the sports world, like I don't know if there is a single person that has had an impact on the growth of their sport slash league, like maybe so much as John Madden. And I say that because he coached, um, I'm, I don't know if he played, I'm sure he might've played, um, but as a, as a commentator and as a, as a color guy and then the Madden video games, which we all grew up playing like that kind of stuff. So just a really like, just kind of takes your breath away of like, damn, you know, I And mean, he was older, right. He was like 85 or whatever, but yeah. he was still, I mean, Just sucks. Like, you know, and, and that's, that's one of those guys and Collins, I'm sure you'll get into this, but it's one of those guys that immediately when you see stuff like something like that, come across your phone, I went right to Twitter. And I was like, I am so excited to see like all the things, like all the John Madden stories that I'm going to get to read and see about and like, like awesome clips of him that I'm going to get to hear. And it, it, it all, you know, it, my expectations were exceeded just as far as hearing about, you know, what a great guy he was and how much he did for the game of football and, and whatnot. So, I mean, that's, you know, really, really big sports news for guys like us. So
1: What's it called? The thing I, I just want to mention it. I don't like, I just don't think like, and you saw on Twitter, I think he's generationally the most light human being of all time in like sports could be because you got like our generation. And I think the generation kind of a little bit before us is you caught a little bit of him doing the, like the broadcasting, like we were really young.
2: Yeah, I think his last game was the Super Bowl, the Cardinals, and uh, Steelers, right? Yep, I remember watching it. No,
1: it was not.
2: Oh. He
1: hung him up in 2006.
2: Oh, okay. Well, never mind. So, I think
1: his last game might have been the same, like, the first time. I don't know. I remember his last game. I could be completely wrong. I think it was, like, a Sunday night game. And it was Bears Packers, and we're like, "Is this Far's last game with the Packers?" But I guess they did that for like five years, so that could have been any year in that span. But uh-huh. um, I no, but like for the generation before, it's like, "Oh, he was the guy who did all the NFC games and stuff like that." And then the generation before, it's like he did Aikman, he did like Elway, and then like my dad's generation remembers him as like a coach too for the Raiders. Like well, I wanted
2: like- to I wanted to elaborate on that real quick. Collins is like he was objectively amazing as a coach like it I think his win percentage was 75 which is just hard to wrap your head around that means that his average like winning season was like 12 and 4 in the 16 what? game schedule like that's insane like think about that he coached for like 12 years and had a 75 percent winning person Belichick is 66 for for context like that's insane
1: I just think it's crazy that we all universally just go uh... Hey, you playing Madden and we just, everyone as a society, it's like NFL, Madden, NFL. Exactly.
0: That's a great, great way to put that. Like
1: it, it's just first, like the Madden games aren't the same as they used to be, whatever. I still like to play them because I, I I love playing football games and stuff like that. But I just, I love the Madden video games are like my favorite video games as a kid. Madden 06, Madden 07, I think are probably the most hours other than Mario baseball that I've ever played in, it put into a video game console. um, And just the fact that you watch, like, the old clips when he does the boom, he's got the turduck in. Just, like, all the good things about the NFL is, like, John Madden. Like, all the, like, stuff, like, I don't know. I just, I think he'd be the more, like, guy ever in sports. I can't, like, Kurt Herbstreet is kind of getting up there now where people are just, like, they love Herbie. Like, you I talk to a Michigan be- fan, they're like, I love Herbstreet.
0: Yeah. Uh- you know what I mean? Maybe
1: I like, I'm trying to think of another guy, like Dickie V, but Dickie V has his detractors too. Well,
2: I would say, I would say Jim Nance is like universally like respected as like, yeah. One but, of the best. but a
0: guy like John Madden touched so many areas of the game. Like yes. A coach to, and again, I'm sure he played before that, but a coach to broadcasting to the video games, to just being a, like being around, like you said, Collins, it's, it's NHL 2022. It's, you know, uh, NBA 2K22. It's MLB The Show 22. It's Madden NFL 22 or whatever. It's, like it's crazy to you know, think about it. Yeah, it's unbelievable.
1: And what's it called? I I think I was listening to Lenny today when I was in the car, and I think he mentioned something about um that he could have bought stock really early in EA Sports because I'm pretty sure Madden was one of the first EA Sports games. Like it before they put his name on it. Like it was like. I, I don't know. I don't, whatever. I didn't listen too carefully, but I'm pretty sure he got paid $125 million that EA sports can use his name in perpetuity.
2: That's insane. He, I mean, I know that he was also making more as a broadcaster than like Michael Jordan was at the time. Like it's just, it's, it's unfathomable. Yeah, because to he, like, how valuable he was to football. Like you said, Rab's like John Madden is football.
1: I don't know. I just love it. We don't have to talk about that much. I just love John Madden.
2: Yeah. Just Shout out. Awesome. Yes. Today's show is dedicated to John Madden. How's that Rest in peace?
0: Yeah. I'm um, in the spirit of football. We will talk about the Peach Bowl MSU friendly podcast here. Uh, Michigan State takes on Pittsburgh in the Peach Bowl tomorrow. Um, No Ken Walker, no Kenny Pickett on the other side of the ball for Pittsburgh. So, I mean, I still think there's definitely, I mean, there's obviously a lure to the game. Like, who are we kidding here? But I don't know. I'm I'm excited to watch Michigan State one last time, and what's been a very very uh, fun season and a season that I didn't really expect much, and we got a whole heck of a lot. So I personally, and I I'm sure we'll take a gambling angle with this, but Michigan State minus two and a half with no Kenny Pickett playing for Pittsburgh, I think is disrespectful.
2: Well, think about it like I this, think though. State's, it was I think State's I'm going to win this handedly. It was a pick. It was a pick'em with Pickett and Walker in. And now they're both out. So what they're essentially saying is Michigan State Well, no, it was
1: I'm pretty sure with Pickett, MSU opened up as a three-point dog.
2: Really? I thought I thought it was minus one for Michigan State. I could be wrong, but I I thought it was minus well. I
1: think there was an immediate doubt that Pickett wasn't going to play like that next Tuesday. But when it first came out, I think Pitt was three.
2: Okay, that's probably true. I'm just thinking of yeah, I'm just thinking of that weekend before he opted out. So you're probably right, but yeah, Rabs. I mean, like, yeah, there's a draw to the game for sure. I think if you're like us and you've watched every game this season, like, why wouldn't you watch this game? Like, I think, you know, for the people who are just, like, average fans, I can understand why it's not as not as intriguing. But, like, you know, you look at the little things. Like, you get Jalen Naylor back, and you get to watch him one more time this year, you know, before next season. I, I don't know. It's just there's definitely a draw, and I do think the Spartans will win. Well, or what's play?
1: the called? I think it's a state more like she has her whole team that's coming back next year playing in this game. Yeah. And like, you have an exciting young quarterback. They don't know what's happening with Jaden Reed. I think he'll come back. I've gone back and forth on that. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. I, it's always cool when your team gets to play in a stadium, like Mercedes Benz and
2: stuff like that. So I'm excited.
0: All right. Is that it? <laughs> yep. I don't that's have our, that much. That's our peach bowl talk. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, that's enough, I think. Hey, good for me, guys. Whatever. All right. Well, let's <laughs> uh, let's do some uh, let's do some Detroit sports here. Um, we'll start with the Red Wings. Um, we will talk about the Lions today as well. Obviously, we have two games to talk about, right? So we'll talk about the Cardinals game, um, that big win. I'm sure Trent was very happy. Um, and then we will talk about uh, the Vikings game as well. That's what they played last, right? Now, let me just make that up?
2: No, it was not the Vikings. It was the Falcons.
0: The Falcons, right. They're both birds, right? Same kind of deal. <laughs> um, so, all right. So let's uh, – we'll, we'll, and we'll do, uh, we'll do Pistons too. So um, we'll start with the Wings. So the, the kicker here is now with, uh, with this conversation with the Wings is obviously the uh, Detroit Red Wings have not played a hockey game since Saturday, December 18th. Um, I'm trying to rack my brain as far as the last time we talked about the Wings. Um, they, you know, they had that win two-one over the Islanders, coming off that huge loss against uh, Colorado. Um, they lose the Hurricanes five-to-three, and then with a very, very, very depleted roster in the first double header Little Caesar Arena history. Thank you very much. Um, the Wings win that game five-two of the New Jersey Devils. They are, they were supposed to play tonight against the Islanders on the road. Um, that game was postponed. So as it sits right now, as we are recording here again, it is Wednesday, December 29th, very close to December uh, 30th um, late in that episode here for us. But um, they are scheduled to play the Washington Capitals on New Year's Eve uh, at home at 730. So as of now, that game is still on. Uh, a- a- That's the biggest
1: Twins on, game of the year, right? Evs?
0: Yeah, uh, attendance-wise, like there, I think there's—I uh, I, want to get into specifics—but there, it is I think one of the most sold, as of now, the most sold or the second most sold game. I know Toronto is always a big game too when they come to town, but um, the New Year's Eve game for the for the Wings and Wings fans is awesome. I got my brother and my dad tickets to that game. Um, was a little bit of a Christmas gift. And um I wasn't thinking that Michigan was playing that night. And my dad uh, is a big Michigan fan. My brother is as well, kind of. Um, So, I don't know. How, I mean – Your brother's thinking. a Michigan fan? Yeah, unfortunately. He got in the state, though. So, we'll see. What's it called? Um, is
1: your brother a senior in high school reps?
0: He is, yes.
1: We've been doing this podcast a long time.
0: We have. Yes, we have. What's um, it called?
1: Uh, that's kind of tough. So, are they not going –
0: no, they're – I mean, they're going to the game. Like, I spent money on the tickets. I just wasn't even thinking. And, like, my brother – If I'm your dad, I'm pissed. Well, I'm pissed. I'm yeah. pissed at you. Yeah. <laughs> like he he brought it up today, and I was like, I wasn't even thinking. So, they can do whatever they want. I, I – whatever the money's already been spent so um <laughs> neither here nor there so yeah i mean it, it's, it's like
1: sorry dad Last seats he's like it's like ryan kicker michigan's in the final yeah,
0: four dude i'm sure he'll, he'll probably be standing on the concourse watching the tv over the bar but um nonetheless so i guess the way like let's let's have an open forum today because i i don't i don't want to make this i don't want to make this podcast about Covid, and I don't want to make anything political as it does have to be, but I just think because the NHL—it's not
1: political. It's just common sense.
0: Yes, it—it's not. So between this, and I also want to wrap in um, the World Juniors. um, For those who are not big hockey fans, the World Juniors are—it's a U U twenty tournament that involves, I mean, pretty much every country that is is worth a damn when it comes to hockey. Um, It's one of the biggest if not the biggest, I would say it's the biggest international hockey tournament in a year or on a yearly basis, um, except for when the Olympics are going on. So we'll roll that in as well. Um, You you saw the first team to fall was team USA with two players testing positive for COVID Um, on their team. They were forced to forfeit their game against uh, Switzerland. Um, I think then the next day, uh, I know the Russians had to forfeit a game and then another team had to forfeit a game. And then long story short, it took about one to two days after the uh, COVID cases started piling up and the entire tournament was canceled. So the reason why I bring that up is because the Red Wings had a league leading eight players playing in that tournament, whether they were draft picks, whether they are guys on their entry level deal. Um, Donovan Sabrango plays for the Grand Rapids Griffins. He was playing for Team Canada. So eight players in that tournament. And and it's always one of the one of my favorite things in the world to watch as a sports fan, especially as a hockey fan, because you're seeing you're seeing talent that you're gonna see in the NHL for Years to come. I mean, you just look back at like any anyone who's anything that has ever played in the NHL. There's probably a 95 to 99 percent chance that they played in this world junior tournament. Crosby, McDavid, Lemieux. I mean, the list like Gretzky, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. So it's always exciting to watch from that standpoint. It's a different level of competition because you're literally looking at the best U-20. So I would say kids, the best kids in the world at their sport, all coming together to play um, you know, this year, obviously, the United States was the, uh, defending their championship that they won last year against Team Canada, which was fantastic. Um, one of the best Canadian teams ever. And I would say that this year's team as well would definitely rival that team in that conversation uh, for Team Canada. But um, I would say the number one guy, while we while we still keep this Wings related, Simon Edvinson, who was taken sixth overall by the Red Wings this, I think, sixth. Right. I'm, I'm going to start to lose my brain here, but sixth overall, I don't think it was fourth, I think it was sixth, um, by the Wings in this previous year's draft, six-foot-six defenseman. Watching this guy play, I will tell you right now on the record, between you want to talk about Lucas Raymond and Mo Siders being two guys that you were excited about, I am more excited to see this guy in a Red Wings jersey than I was to see either of those two guys, and that's saying a lot because I was super pumped to see Lucas Raymond. Good-looking guy. Good-looking guy. Also a rocket. Yes. Also, yes, so yes, Rams. Six overall. Yes, I just looked. Thank you. Six foot six. He skates like the wind. And, and like the best part of this guy's game is he's so good in the offensive <laughs> zone at creating space for himself. And just like the way in a six foot six frame to be able to open up things offensively and contribute, not just as a shot from the point. But to be able to, like, get in zone and make plays happen and, and create and move. And and he skates like a gazelle. He's absolutely – he has been he was great in the tournament in the little sample size that we saw. Teddy Niederbach was another guy that uh, – was another Red Wings draft pick that had a couple goals, I believe, for Team Sweden. Um, so, just – I can't say enough good things about what I've – I mean, you, you hear all these things about Simon Edmondson, about just his frame – and how he's just gotten better and better, and his offensive upside. He's had a really good year in the SHL so far for Frolunda. It seems like every Red Wings draft pick from Sweden plays on Frolunda, but whatever. So, um, just to be able to see him play in a small sample size and just be like, wow, I mean, this is like you can just see how the skill will translate to the NHL. I am so excited for that. I, I would have to imagine that he's playing for the Red Wings next year. Um, but phenomenal from that standpoint. But just the fact that you have eight players and I'm, I'm 99.9% sure it's a league leading eight players playing in that tournament just goes to show how bright the future is for the Red Wings. Um, but nonetheless, so w- let's, let's wrap this all in. And I, and I want to have a discussion that, you know, we'll keep it related to sports, but the NHL was, was shut down for some time. Um, they pretty much shut the league down um, for a couple days until after uh, the Christmas break, there are teams that were playing last night, teams that are playing tonight. The Red Wings are not one of them. Um, but the NHL is really, I mean, the only league that has been legitimately put on pause uh, this year. I mean, the NBA has been able to keep rolling, uh, even though some games have been postponed and canceled. The NFLs had to move some games around, but they've been able to go. Obviously, baseball not in season. Um, so that's, you know, it's neither here nor there. Um, so between the NHL schedule, between the World Juniors going from having – two guys on one team, one guy on another team and one guy on one more team testing positive for covid and somehow that relating to the entire tournament being shut down and now of course the NHL has pulled their players out of the Olympics um for 2022. So I don't really know how we want to approach this guys. I I just I I'm really frustrated with with where we're at with the way that these things are being handled. I mean uh, you, you can have the conversation all day long about, you know, why are you why are these kids who are supposed are these kids or these professional athletes who are supposed to be the healthiest people in the world? You know, why aren't they allowed to play and why is it affecting everyone else? And, and, and to that point, I get the standpoint from the other side of, look, they're trying to protect the players' families. They're trying to protect families of other players. They're trying to protect people that are in the organization. And, and, and that's, all, that's all fine, and I get that. But I look at something like the World Juniors, guys, where these kids, like when you're, when you're a young hockey player and, and you start to really make it in your game, and especially when you're playing for some of these smaller countries – you know, where, where your shot of, of making a team, making a, uh, an Olympic, I'm sorry, not an Olympic team, but a World Juniors team is, you know, w- within a decent reach. Like me growing up playing hockey, I would have loved to represent the U.S. playing in the World Juniors. Wasn't in the cards for me. Now, if I played for like Kazakhstan, you know, we might be having a different conversation here. So – You know, just for these kids to work all like to work that hard and, you know, you you have them all get vaccinated and they're all wearing masks and they're all they're all doing in abiding by these rules that, you know, were put in place a year or two ago. Like they're back to the social distancing, you know, they're not eating team meal, all these things, especially because they're playing in Canada. So it's a bit more it's a it's a bit more locked down there. So you have them abiding by all these things. And, you know, for whatever reason, we still on a, you know, on a daily basis, these kids go in, you know, they're healthy, no symptoms, they get tested, boom, you have COVID. And well, because you have COVID, your entire team gets shut down. Then for the IIHF, when when the United States had their first game against Switzerland canceled, I'm going to say that game was on the 28th. So I think yesterday the U S was pulled from their game and they were forced to forfeit. And then you got to hear, Well, we'll reevaluate for the game against Sweden on the 29th. And I'm like, what the fuck is going to change in 24 hours that you're going to pull these two kids off team and 24 hours later, all of a sudden the team can magically play again. So between that and the CDC change in rules and, and all that's going on and now just to completely pull the rug on the tournament. When you have two guys on a team of 25-plus guys test positive, everyone else tests negative. Today they all test negative, and you can't let those guys play. And, and, you know, as far as the NHL is concerned, too, you know, at least they're putting the taxi squad back in place so you can get some players. But Brad Marchand, who plays for the Boston Bruins, came out in, in regard, and I know I'm jumping all over the place, but in regards to the NHL players playing in the Olympics, you know, he made a good comment about just, like, why why can't I choose if I want to go represent my country? You, you listen to a guy like Steven Stamkos at a press conference when he was asked about the Olympics, um, and, and that's a guy who, between injuries and, and all and everything under the sun, has never had a chance to play for his country in the Olympics with for Team Canada, a an absolute all star in the league in Steven Stamkos, and he's a, what is he thirty. 233 right now so the next time he gets a crack to play in the olympics he might be out of the league he might not be playing anymore he might not get selected to the team and he was saying how devastated he was to be like, look, you know, you don't get this opportunity. I mean, playing for your country is one of the highest honors, I think, in any sport, in anything at all, to be able to represent your country and play, especially in a game like hockey, and to tell these guys, you know, hey, we're, we're not letting you go over there. And, you know, these guys make a good point. You know, it's like, hey, if I if I want to take that risk, if I want to forfeit my game checks, if I want to put my family at risk, if I want to do all these things, if I want to risk being quarantined over in China and having to stay over there for five more weeks, if I want to risk all of that to go represent my country i should be allowed to do it and i, I i'm just well what's the talk over. go ahead
1: i but most of the show guys don't want to do that i well,
0: it, i mean i don't i don't know what the exact split is as far as who. i think,
1: think it's the majority more. well i know
0: a guy like conor mcdavid was you know like, hey, i don't want to go over there and have to be forced to quarantine and, and i i think the rules in themselves are ridiculous but the point being is just the choices. That people should and could be allowed to make. Well they
1: they still technically can. They're just not stopping lead play, right?
0: Yeah, they're not they're not well, I think they're gonna try to make up they're gonna try to make up a lot of the games they've had to postpone, I think, over this break. During yeah, the Olympics break. Whatever. You're, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna forfeit, you're gonna forfeit your game checks and yada yada yada. But I, I think that the way that it was phrased and, and the way that it was set up, I I I there's gonna be no NHLers going over there to play. I I just it's just not It's not going to happen, but I don't know. I'd love to have you guys jump in and, and, you know, give your opinion. I just think we're at a point now where it's like, look, guys, I'm not going to sit here on some some high horse of like – well, COVID's not real and who cares? And I'm a I, I understand my place in all this. I'm a young, I'm a young kid. I'm vaccinated. I have no problem saying that. I don't know why people make such a big stink about either way. I'm vaccinated. I'm a young kid. I understand that I don't I don't inherit the same risk as other people in the world. I get that. And I if you if you think for one second that I don't I don't have my family at the forefront of my mind of people that I could affect if I potentially get covid then you're absolutely nuts but my point being is is we are right back to square one of where we were when this thing first started and I got to hear every single day about oh it's record high in test record high in test well you know it's like hey I, I think we've done a pretty good job with this omicron whatever decepticon vi- variant that's come in whatever you want to call it because it's a lot weaker than than all the other strands that have been coming in and now the CDC is limiting the amount of days that you have to isolate if you've been exposed to it because it's a lot weaker. And to be honest with you, from talking with real medical professionals that work in hospitals, the hospitals ain't ain't backed up like you get made to believe. People aren't dying from this thing anymore. People aren't getting deathly ill from this thing anymore. People aren't living on ventilation. unless
1: anymore. they're va- if they're not vaccinated, they might. That's just sure, basically
0: sure. Sure, still to that point. Well, yeah. I so don't okay, give no, a fuck the talk whether you get vaccinated. Problem, or not. I think the, the, the bottom line is
1: reps, Yeah, it could be a deadly thing if you have an autoimmune thing and you're unvaccinated and something like that, or you're older and you're not vaccinated. But the people who are not vaccinated don't give a shit, which is their right. Hey, I don't I don't have any problem with that. The thing I have a problem with is the people that think we need to protect those people for some reason. They've already made their decision and they're fine with it. And that's what most of them will be fine. Like, that's like, like, I'm, I understand people who are like, hey, I don't want to get vaccinated because I, I, I'm i trying to get pregnant. I'm trying to do something like that. I don't know what the long-term effects is, like, for specific things or something like that. Or you, like, physically can't, like, get it for some reason. Whatever. But, like, the, at, at this point, people are already, like, they're fine with their decision either way. So it makes no sense why we're doing, like, daily testing, for first of all, for vaccinated players. What is the point of getting a vaccine? What was yeah. this whole point of doing, like, hey, get your booster, get all that? If you do all the stuff they tell you to do and, they like, it is what it is, like, they shouldn't be tested every day like an unvaccinated player. That's a choice of unvaccinated player mates. If they're fine getting tested every day because they don't want to get the vaccine, do it on them. Don, bad players should be rewarded for that if yep. you want to go down that
2: road. Collins, I, you nailed I, it. You, you nailed it, man. And I, I, not to cut you off, but it's like
1: who exhibit are we, A who and are we B. Protecting? It I, make I will say,
2: sense. I do want to say like, not, I don't want to say devil's advocate advocate because I don't think this necessarily goes against anything you guys have said, but I will say that it is a little irritating when, you know, leagues like the NBA do nothing about it because then we've got, Case in point, the Pistons, who have signed fucking 12 like yeah. hardship contracts, and the Detroit Lions two weeks ago NBA playing is against. The Bron- right now. Well, dude, it's terrible. Like every day I wake up and it's like Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, Cade Cunningham, uh, you know, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. someone's got COVID. And it's like, oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah. And, and again, I don't want to make it a political thing. So I'll refrain from like. It's not even a political
1: that. thing at this point. Like I think both sides can agree. Like, if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, whatever. I know that's a big to- do to do. I don't care regardless, yeah. but I think we all can collectively agree that like I understand like but like Rav said to thing things a lot weaker and stuff, and you're not seeing the like the danger that you originally saw with people who are vaccinated and booster and stuff like that. The people that who are in danger are the people that are fine with it they're they're fine with those consequences yeah. they're fine like it, 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 like they don't care and we and like the vaccinated person the people who might necessarily care more about it like you've done your part you've seen the science like guess what you're probably fine so what what are we doing it doesn't make any sense it yeah. doesn't make any sense at this point i could understand it when the vaccine was first any rolled out and stuff like that and like Some people don't have the opportunity to get it and stuff like that. Everyone's had months to get it. If they haven't gotten it, they're never going to get it, which is fine. I don't care. Just like, can we operate as a normal society at this point? Like, that's like the one thing that the switching of the goalpost for this whole COVID thing has been insane to me. Like, it's like, once the vaccine is out and readily available to everyone, everything should be open. I truly believe that. And it's been like that. Everyone's had the opportunity to get the vaccine for months, and say there's another variant that comes out that's more deadlier, and we it, it, and spreads even faster, and they got to reevaluate. Fine, but right now it doesn't make any sense to me.
2: Yep, the great Jay Z once said, "You made your bed, now sleep." And that is not a reference to death. It's simply just, yeah, it was it was in a diss track towards Nas. No, Jay Z lost that battle, by the way, but whatever. Sorry for another day. The point is. Collins, you're, you're exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. Like if these people make the decision, the conscious decision to not get the vaccine as it has we both now, Wait, we've all made the
1: decisions. And, it's now it been available.
2: Sense. It's It's been available now, widely available, easily accessible for like a year. So it's like, if people don't want to get the people who don't have it right now, aren't going to get it unless it gets like mandated by their like job or something, but people are like quitting their jobs and shit. So whatever. It's just, it's, it's, like, exhausting. you're
1: not, I don't understand it, it. Just we everyone's made a decision. It is what it is. Yeah. Just let, let's live life normally.
2: Well, yeah. And, and Rab's. Now, and now,
1: I understand certain people who are listening to this might be like, that's super insensitive. Like I have an autoimmune thing and stuff like that. Like you, just, I'm not going to judge you if you take precautions and stuff like, Hey, wear a mask if you want to do whatever you got to do. But like, I think we're at the point now where we have to be like, we can't just – like, I, what's going on in sports right now is preposterous because you have full stadiums worth of people who are not being tested and you have the these Warriors. players – yeah, it, and you have these players who are have to go through all these protocols – all these sins just to do their job even though they're asymptomatic it doesn't make any sense
0: yeah that's i think that's the area that really like rubs me the wrong way as we treat uh, Tyler Bertuzzi it's no secret is the only player in the NHL who's not vaccinated Tyler Bertuzzi had covid went through the protocol he's back every other player on the Red Wings who's vaccinated has the booster whatever they have to go through the same protocols as the guy, and they're still sitting too. So it's like I look at like what's the incentive to get vaccinated for Tyler Bertuzzi? Either way, if he does and he tests positive, he's sitting out. So, you know, to me, and not to just be a guy that bitches, but you know, I myself, when I walk into Little Caesars Arena every day for work, I have to take a, a self-health screen and I ask you very simple questions. Have you been in contact with anyone that's had COVID? Yes or no? Do you have any of the following symptoms? Yes or no? On, on 99% of the days I go into work, except the one, like a couple days where I was sick and I didn't go into work and I wasn't going to go into work anyway without the help screen telling me I can enter the arena or not. You know, you, you, you say no and you walk in and you're fine. So to me, for these NHL players, you know, hey guys, can, can you fill out your health screen? So there's it takes away all your liability as a leak. Well, these players are. Uh, reporting their health screens you take their temperature you put their health screen down if they don't have any symptoms they can walk in and no problem now if you're stupid enough to answer yes on your health screen if you're if i shouldn't say stupid enough but if you're going to be truthful on your health screen because not everyone is and say hey you know what woke up with a sore throat have a bit of a headache great you get tested if your test comes back negative put you in the lineup comes back positive see you back at the hotel like that i don't know why it's why it's so hard and like like you said collins I don't know who we're trying to protect anymore. If you want to make the argument that it's those people, you know, it's the elderly it's the people that that's who I think But, but we've all okay but but yes but the vaccine's been rolled out and many many people have taken the vaccine and people are still wearing masks so it's different when COVID first is unrolled and you know people are hesitant to wear masks and there's no vaccine and everyone's essentially at the same exact risk of getting this and passing this thing without wearing a mask then yes do your part stay at home wear your mask stay away from people keep six feet wash your hands do all that stuff now that people are are vaccinated, and in still some places I have to wear a mask at work every single day, even though I'm. I i do not even
1: care. I'm I'm fine. If you want me to make me wear a mask, whatever. I don't care.
0: I I do I I don't I don't want to wear a mask anymore. I, I I'm taking on that risk every single day. I I don't want to wear a mask. I'm it's kind of
1: absurd that you have to wear a mask when everyone in the stadium doesn't have to. Ex-
0: exactly. I have to. Wear That's where it's different. I get the, that. The Sixteen thousand yeah. people coming to the Wings game against Washington. And not a single one of them are wearing masks and I have to wear mine just so what for the optics sake of it, that I'm like the word we're saving the world. So I don't know who makes these decisions. I think it's all just a bunch of fugazi fugazi bullshit to look good like you're being socially responsible which is what a lot of people and a lot of things are it's all smoke and mirrors to make you look like something that you're not so you know steve eiserman was very vocal about it and of course you know everyone loves steve eiserman but even he gets pushed back from people oh you're being insensitive you know it, you know what at a certain point it's like let's let's time to move on like do you people like living this way there's people that like love wearing masks man like they love it like inside you know like they were walking around even like i saw a guy like jogging down the street wearing a mask They're like are you fucking kidding me you're running down the street by yourself and you're wearing a mask like oh, uh, my hero my fucking batman awesome
1: i i could care less about that because like hey live your life and stuff like that it's like i it's just i don't there's a lot of things we're doing right now that don't make a lot of sense but I don't know. Everything is politicized now in our society, and it sucks. Let the boys
0: play. Give the U.S. the gold. Trent Pistons. Did you?
1: By the way, Rabs, did you like those USA jerseys?
0: Oh, dude. Well, I love the ones that they wear in the World Juniors because they're not the Olympic ones. The Olympic ones are garbage. It's such a joke. Like Nike. I don't know what Nike's doing or who signs off on those. But the ones that the 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 team from uh, the World Junior team wears, they look like pretty identical to the nineteen eighty jerseys, like with a little bit of a. I don't know, a little different touch-ups on it, but, I mean, they're the, the World Juniors jerseys are perfect. The Olympic ones are an absolute laugh-out-loud joke.
1: So Why? Like, What's it called? Rebs. Yes. My buddy Rob, who's a li- friend of the program, um, pillow always talks about, he gets really mad that they got rid of, like, the like mid-2000s USA logo. That was just fire that we just got rid of for no reason. The crest or the one
0: with, like, the swooping ass? With, like, the-, the
1: swooping ass.
0: Yeah. Well, they, that's like I said. So, like, the world junior team went back to that retro look with, like, the USA across the chest. And then, yeah, now, I mean, they still, like, they still kind of use that. Like, the USA hockey, like, logo as a whole still kind of has that, like, swooping S type deal. Yeah. yeah, The jerseys have been, have been terrible. Like, the the whole thing they tried to do with the last Olympics with, like, everyone had the, uh, they look like wings or like feathers or something on the arms. Like that was brutal too. So I don't know. But at this point, like the Olympics, the Olim- Olympic hockey is going to be pretty much like damn near unwatchable. Like again, like no one wants to watch, you know, guys. women's is like-
1: probably better again.
0: Oh yeah. I would, I would rather watch the women 100%. Well, right? like, it's good-
1: the women are a electric women's hockey. I, I don't know if they, I know they have a professional league, that could work because if you watch women's hockey, it's kind of they can't really hit each other.
0: Yeah, they can't. Yeah,
1: and it's just like all scale. It's great.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. The Olympic jerseys are ass. Who cares? Like I, I was looking forward to watching the NHL and the Olympics this year. I was looking forward to watching the rest of the World Juniors. It's like my favorite thing to watch in the world. But whatever. I I I know not. I know I get. It. I know nothing. I'm a piece of shit. So we'll, we'll just move on. I What do I know? Mr. Boy Trent Pistons. Ooh, they um, lost tonight. They suck. And they yeah. Well, dude,
2: it's not it. You know who played tonight? It's it's like deep Bay and everybody else. Yeah. So Collins, that's a great little segue into really the only main point I had to talk about was, I guess, the silver line. You guys know me; I'm so optimistic. The silver lining to this whole situation, by the way, newsflash: if you haven't heard, the Pistons have had a COVID outbreak. No one has played. Like literally nobody. Cade Cunningham, Killian Hayes, Isaiah Stewart. Even like Rodney Magruder, Josh Jackson, those guys are all out. They're out with COVID. Okay. And in protocol and whatever. Sadiq Base played great. He's averaging 14 and a half points a game this season, but he hasn't had a game beneath 15 points since like two weeks ago. He, he's he's balling right now. He's taking advantage of this opportunity. I think it's gonna get him out of the slump, which is great. The Pistons, as we speak right now, are five and twenty-eight, which is good for last, thirtieth of thirty in the NBA. So uh, not a whole lot to talk about, man. It's just kind of the same deal. I struggle to score points. They're not a good team. And I, I, I just, I don't want, I, I'm not going to do the Dwayne Casey thing because I already did. And like my timeline was Christmas and that came and went, by the way, Collins, I think you would appreciate this NBA on Christmas day. I, I consider myself like a big NBA fan. I went
1: five and zero on NBA on Christmas day. Wow. Well,
2: good, for, good for you, Collins. That makes me happy.
1: I like that. Okay, but, I'm sorry, I didn't mention that.
2: No, no, no. That that's that's cool. Um, I NBA on Christmas Day is always though when like I realize that I haven't kept up with the offseason that much because I see random ass players. Well,
1: uh, Christmas Day is the official start of the NBA. Well, yes, really
2: but like so, so anyways, I'm just casually watching at my grandma's house, my sweet grandma, and I I like I, I see like DeMarcus Cousins is on the box. I see Hassan Whiteside is on the Jazz, Rudy Gay is on the Jazz, Jabari Parker's on the Celtics. It's just a bunch of stuff that I didn't like, pick up on, didn't realize. But whatever. So since Christmas, you know, this this team, I, well, before that, really, this the team's unwatchable. And I gave Dwayne Casey till Christmas to get double digit wins. Obviously, that didn't happen. He got halfway there. So pat your boy on the back there. Um, I, I don't think he needs to lose his job. I just simply think that when these guys get back, like, if anything, if you're Dwayne Casey, getting this little break here, this little break of excuses. By the way, Dwayne Casey missed games. You, yeah. you got to you gotta come back from this little COVID uh, disaster, whatever you want to call it, and you got to win some games, man. I mean, you got to finish the season with, like, 15, 16, 17 wins because you just can't it, – it's unwatchable right now. And that, it, it, that's thats exactly what Rav said. That's how Rav set it up. I have nothing else to say. Sadiq Bey's been fantastic. Hamadou Diallo tonight at 31. Sadiq had a career-high 32. So, that's some of these guys... Like, something's, something yeah, well,
1: wrong is going on in the NBA. Hamadou is getting 31 points.
2: Well, yeah, and how about the fact that Micah Potter is on an NBA roster? Like, there's just a lot of stuff going on right Shout now.
1: Shout out Micah Potter.
2: Yeah, he's a piston right now. So, so. Luca gardner has been he? playing a lot. Yeah, the Pistons signed him to a ten-day.
1: He didn't play tonight, did he?
2: I don't think so. I, I swear,
1: watch. I watched. I watched like half that game. I didn't even realize he was on the team.
2: Okay, well, I think he just got signed today, so I don't. I doubt. Okay, he does, but, I was about to say, I if I saw Mike Potter on the bench, I would have said something. But yeah, dude, like I gotta watch Stanley Johnson on the Lakers on a ten-day hardship. Like it's just dude.
1: Trying to have the conversation about the Lakers.
2: Nope. Don't I need don't. to do it. They're not good. I will say so that. What, are, what is – if you
1: now that we're – I mean, the Pistons are boring to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we're done. We're done with I that. like. I like Mitch – this is kind of a free swim type of Motown rundown because we don't have a ton to talk about. It is. Other than play. the Lions a little bit at the end. Um, as a LeBron guy, like, what do you want now? Do you want him to opt out, go back to Cleveland, or do you want him to, like, stay in L.A. and just, like, rot a little bit with, with Westbrook and – I don't know. Davis has to be better, but, like, I don't know what he does.
2: No, AD's been awful this year. He really has. He's shooting, like, 18% from three. That's so bad. Like, that. that's, like, that is, like, yeah, two times worse than Josh Smith when he was yucking him up with the Pistons. But, like, I, if I'm LeBron, I don't know. I, I just want LeBron to do what he wants to do. Uh, you guys know how I feel about him. I don't think he needs to prove anything to anybody at this point, even though – he now leads the NBA in 30-point games after last night's performance. He, like, he's, he's playing very well. Like, if the Lakers had a better, better uh, record right now, I think LeBron would be a front runner for MVP. I really do. Like, he's averaging his highest career uh, – he's his highest scoring average through this part of the season since 2009, which is over a decade ago. So – I I think LeBron's fine it's just a matter of like yeah obviously he didn't pick the right players by the way it's funny that we always talk about oh LeBron didn't pick the right teammates because he literally does he's like the general manager of every team he's ever on whatever neither here nor there uh yeah I, I don't think the Lakers have the right roster built around them right now and all the critics were right about the Russell Westbrook situation whatever we don't have to dwell on that but you're right Collins I I guess if you're asking me as a LeBron fan, what I want LeBron to do, it would be like, yeah, go back to Cleveland or go somewhere else because I hate the Lakers as a Pistons fan. But Dude, Cleveland's
1: just, like the three, four seed right now.
2: Yeah, they're good. They are good. My only well, thing, I, is, I don't know if they would want to do that. Which sounds idiotic to even say, but I really don't know if they would want to do that because it would just kind of definitely
1: like, would do that.
2: Well, I know they would because they owe him the world, but like he would throw a monkey wrench in their whole development. Like right now, they're they've got a great thing going, building around like Jared Allen and Darius Garland, and like they're fizzling out. You're not
1: even mention through. Mobley. That was petty. Charlie.
2: Well, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I that <laughs> honest to God was like a Freudian slip. I completely forgot about Mobley. But it, uh, yeah, that's we're, all. Are we,
1: we're gonna have that Mobley Cunningham just conversation for so long it's not going to be green in Cunningham because I think Cunningham is superior to green. Um, It's going to be Mobley, Mobley and Cunningham. That's going to be be the thing we talked about.
2: Well, the thing is, is they're in opposite situations right now, which is really interesting to watch. I think, you know, Pistons get another good draft pick. I don't think you necessarily need to tank. I don't think it's the do all end all if you get the number one pick, but I do think that the Pistons right now are in a situation where it's like Cade's the guy, so I don't really know if Chet changes life. And, again, we're getting way ahead of ourselves there. But it's like Mobley kind of went to a situation where Cleveland was completely built around guards, so he's just doing his thing and he's fine. But I think Cade's the the, the rookie of the year because look what he's working with. But neither here nor there. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Okay, that's all I got for Pistons, Rabs. if you want to move on. I
1: don't don't know. It's... I feel like all the national guys were like, "Oh God, Mowgli should have been the first pick," and I don't feel like they've watched Cunningham. I don't know. I I don't. We don't need to get into this today. I feel like this is a a national
0: well,
2: look like to that topic, point. Though, like, yeah, well, to that point, like the Cade Cunningham early his first two games were terrible. I don't think he. I think he was. He scored like four points and nine points in his first two games, respectively, or something like that. And then you know, like right before he got COVID here last week, it's just been. 25 and 8 consistently, whatever. I, I cancel the season. Pistons suck, they, they've been hit with COVID. Whatever, Kate's been great. Well, Sadiq has been great, and that's about all I got.
1: The Pistons are playing like way better in like the second half of the season. They're still gonna get a top three pick. That's how bad, like.
2: No, that's uh, what I'm saying. I think at yeah. Christmas right now, when you're sitting on five and twenty-eight, I think it's reasonable for me to look at your coach and be like, dude, can we win fifteen games here on the back can we can we just backdoor cover here? And like when if you they're not hitting their 24 and a half, which I thought was a lock or whatever it is. Yeah, they're
1: not close. Yeah, okay. they, they, won't,
2: they won't even be close. They're the worst team in basketball. But you know what? The the, the the thing is is they have a promising young core. They just gotta they gotta pull it together. And that's why I say my closing thought again to reiterate is just on the way out of this COVID outburst, you gotta play a lot better. And they've got a chance to do that. So that's that's all I gotta say.
0: Let's talk Lions. All right, let's talk Lions. Obviously, with not recording last week, we did not talk about the Lions win at home over the Arizona Cardinals. Blowout uh, win. Blowout win, win. domination, a total domination win. 30 to 12. I mean, wow. Like just I don't even and that was one of the again. I, I I want it to be known. I, that was not a game that I really sat down and watched, but as you know, you hear like, Hey, you know, they're winning. They're still winning. They're still winning. They're winning by a lot. You know, you tune in and you get to watch and play for a bit. Um, I don't know, Trent, like I honestly, like that's just kind of where I'm at. I don't, I good to against uh, the Cardinals are a very, very talented team, no matter how you, you slice it. I think the coach is sweet. I think the the team is a, it's a very good roster, a team that will make the playoffs this year. And obviously, they haven't been very good as of late. Um, and the Lions were a part of, you know, making them look bad. But um, nonetheless, a very big win at home. Um, you know, you see, I don't know who this Reynolds guy is that started running the ball, but 26. Don't act like you don't yards. know who
2: he is. You've seen you've seen I everything. Know. I do not
0: know no. who he is. I do not know who he is okay he's slower than molasses he's one of the slowest running backs i've ever seen but that's just hard. not
2: true that's just he's not, not true. fast
0: he's not fast okay but uh, you don't gotta
2: say slower than molasses he played great the last two round
0: eight catches 90 yards and a touchdown jared goff one of jared goff's best games of his life it looks like 21 for 26 216 yards and three touchdowns so guys so goff is playing incredible
2: there. I wouldn't say incredible. Maybe we should sign no, it to a
0: five-year extension for two hundred and fifty. million. No,
2: that's not what I'm saying. What I'm simply saying, and we'll, we'll talk a lot more about this when we review the season as a whole, is like Jared Goff has shown you over the last month, I think over the last five games or four or five games, whatever it is, since the Steelers game, he has like the fourth best passer rating in the NFL behind Stafford, Rogers, Russell Wilson. So he's playing very well. And I think, you know, a benefactor of that has been Aminorah St. Brown, who has been fantastic. And uh, I texted you guys this during that Cardinals game. It was actually – it was during the Falcons game. Like, I've completely changed my opinion on him. I think he can be a number one or one and a half. Because if you think about, like, those old Lions teams – I say old, it was probably five, six years ago when we were in, like, high school – is Golden Tate, Marvin Jones. Okay, who was your number one? I guess technically it's Golden Tate, Right. So that's kind of what St. Brown can be. He's kind of a slot guy, but he's fast. He can get outside, do his thing. But you still got to have your Marvin Jones, and I think that's what the Lions got to go out and try to get in this draft. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I I, I was impressed with Goff in that Cardinals game. He was fantastic. He didn't turn the ball over. He didn't make mistakes. He didn't miss throws. Like He played great. And I just think that for as much as we've ripped him this year, and rightfully so because he's been bad, in 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 games past but you know he deserves credit for playing that well and shutting down that type of team and I do think that you know above all though Dan Campbell deserves the most credit for that win because he absolutely coached circles around Cliff Kingsbury and I just think that Dan Campbell over the last four or five games as well has started to change his narrative and he's he started to earn a little bit more respect that's how I see it um I want to hold off on the on the uh Falcons game until we, you know, go around and talk about this Cardinals game, but there were zero negatives from the Cardinals game. You got young players making plays, you know, you've got Craig Reynolds rushing for 112 yards. You hold Kyler Murray, one of the best mobile quarterbacks in the league to three rushing yards, which I I haven't looked, but that's gotta be a career low for him. And, and look, the lions just to to go into a game and to execute a game plan the way they did against the Cardinals. Fantastic. And that's again, why I say Dan Campbell gets his flowers. That's all I got to say on the Cardinals game.
1: Can we just talk I, – I know we've already talked about it. Aaron Glenn has done, like – Oh. I, I think that's, like – they have no talent on this defense. And what they're doing on the defensive side of the football is, like, they dominated the Cardinals. And I know the Cardinals had some injuries on that offensive line and and Hopkins isn't there. And some other guys, but like still, like physically dominated a Cardinals team. That's a pretty good offensive team, and then Atlanta, another good game against a solid offense. Like Glenn's been fantastic, making lemonade out of lemons, and I don't <laughs> what <laughs> a,
2: I don't I can't even laugh because I don't know what the saying is, but I just know that that wasn't the saying.
0: Well,
1: yeah, I. I mean, it's definitely the same.
0: I think, but like to your point about them not having any players, I would say, like, maybe making lemonade out of like beef stew, like, or making lemonade out of like a pumpkin. Like, make the best oh, dude, bad I, can,
2: situation. Can, I, can I elaborate on that for a second, though? Because I don't think that there's zero talent. I think that what they've done with the talent they have is more a testament to those coaches. And Collins, right, you believe
1: players? I know what you're about to say. You're like, Jalen Reeves-Maven is a linebacker of the future.
2: No, I, I, you know what? That's that's one of the things on my off-season to-do list. We'll talk about that when we review the season. But, I no, just real quick, Collins, like – to, for what Aaron Glenn and Dan Campbell have been able to get out of like Charles Harris and Tracy Walker and Deshaun, not Deshaun Han, Austin Bryant, like those guys and, and Derek Barnes, who looks better and better every game. And Jalen Reeves Maben. I, I can go on because like these guys absolutely play hard and ball out. And you're exactly right, Collins, that like the talent on the defense is like a D plus. Like it's not, it's not failing talent, but it's it's damn near close. And what they've been able to do, you know, they had that stretch there in November where they, the, the Lions defense held teams to less than 20 points three games in a row. It, it's, it's, it's phenomenal, quite frankly, and you're exactly right that Aaron Glenn might even deserve more credit than Dan Campbell.
1: I agree. Agreed.
2: So that's all I got on that Cardinals game. If you guys want to talk about the Falcons game, Rabs, I don't know if you have stats on it. Um. Twelve.
0: Yeah, in another Tim Boyle game, which we've we've discussed this, but I mean David Blau, like Tim Boyle, again, he's got he looks like a good quarterback. Like if you saw a lineup of quarterbacks and you're like, which one of these guys is good? Like you look at Tim Boyle and you go, twelve, strong quarterback number. He's tall. Yeah, he's got looks like he's got some moxie. But the fact that this guy, like, the only like, – he started, like, one season in college and it was at Connecticut before transferring to, like, Eastern Kentucky or wherever he went. The fact that this guy is, like, your best option behind Jared Goff is really sad. And it's just a testament to – or it just goes to show, like, you know, the Lions spent all that money on Chase Daniel, which never really – like, that was kind of silly. But, you know, I mean, to, to not have – like, you look at teams around the league, like the Bears – you know they don't. They have no idea who their starting quarterback is, but they have three really good backup options all on the same roster. So yeah. I mean, again, not to bash Tim Boyle, but well, no, I stats, I, but it's another another good game for Amon Ross, St. Brown, um, with like nine catches, ninety something yards, and a touchdown. Um, but they lose what twenty to sixteen was the final, like yes. really really late pick as the Lions were trying to drive, which kind of took the air out of you because you know the Falcons well, yeah, I mean that good.
2: that was the game. That was the game. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Go ahead, Trent. You obviously watched it. I I did not. So,
2: well, first of all, this isn't even like in defense of uh of of uh, Tim Boyle. It's more just on the David Blau thing because I've seen a lot of people like start Blau and yeah, and I get it. I I just I know he started on Thanksgiving in 2019. He gave you like a B plus B game that day. I know he played at a now respectable Purdue football program. He's got an Olympic caliber wife. He just He, he just, he just like, he clearly just must not be good at starting quarterback. Like he can't be a starting quarterback. I think he's a smart player who's probably good for your locker room, but like, dude, at some point, like Dan Campbell, all these ex players on the staff, they watch this guy every single day in practice. And you're exactly right, Rabs, for the level of like, or lack of talent that you get out of Tim Boyle and Jared Goff for David Blau to not even get like, uh, by the way, I think he got one snap in the Eagles game and he fumbled. So he's yeah, just, I
0: mean, dude,
2: he's just not good. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want people to completely take things out of context, but to p- further push the narrative that I know I never really thought I would be pushing at this point. But I think if, if, if golf plays in that Falcons game, the Lions win, I do think that like, For I just, sure. yeah. yeah, and, and, and I don't think that's, that's hyperbolic to say whatsoever. The defense played great. And then I just simply don't think that golf throws that completely ill advised, horrible interception to end the game and ice it for the Falcons. So other than that, like that Falcons game, I already kind of talked about Aminor St. Brown and how fantastic he's been. But that game was like, when when you're watching it happen and it's like, okay, yeah, I mean, nine catches for 91. Like he's just a consistent PPR type of guy, like yards after the, he's just solid. And other than that, the other, the only really other like big takeaways I took from it is that Jalen Reeves-Maven is a free agent this this summer. I think you got to bring him back. Definitely. And other than that, dude, I got nothing really from this game. I I, I love the way the team played despite not having their starting quarterback. And I will reiterate if golf plays, the lions win that game. You can't convince me. Otherwise the Falcons aren't good. Credit to Dan Campbell again, for getting this team fired up to play again. It's just like week after week after week, they play hard with the exception of like the Eagles game. That's about it. So that's all go lions.
1: What's it called? Trent. I, I, my favorite thing about late season wins with the Lions. By the way, the Lions are no longer the first pitch in the draft,
2: which is fine. So, by the way, if I, no, I, think I mean I don't. Yeah, I yeah.
1: I generally don't care because I think you get Hutchinson or what's it called Thibodeau one two. It's like whatever. Yeah, and like
2: let another team make that decision. Then you just take the no. Well, yeah, I, yeah.
1: It is what it is. Um, I would be disappointed if they fell to three because I do think it would be nice to get one of those guys. Yeah, um, I don't even.
2: Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I don't want to derail. Even that. though
1: I don't, I whatever. I don't, I don't even care. I
2: really card don't. Card. I do not care where the Lions pick, and I can expand. That's what
1: I was about to say. I yeah. Trent. I I love. I think it's true. You are a truly sick and person. Like you are a sickening human being. The fact that like after that Lions win against the Cardinals, which I enjoyed, I'll like, say, hey, good for the Lions. You're like all the way back in every week. You're so happy. It's like they won, like, it's, I don't know how you do it. And I respect it so much. And I'm like, it is sickening that I get a text from you after that game, Trent. And you're just like, I don't, I don't give a fuck about the draft pick. I love this team. I
2: literally don't. (laughs) I love that. that. Can I explain why? And I know the the explanation is a little bit different. No, no, it's not that. I mean, I'm not going to. No, it it is. It it is because you actually pay your money to go to the games. Yeah, but it's not about about, like tooting my horn as a fan. What it simply is is like just from a fundamental standpoint, man, like this is the NFL where there's seven rounds in the draft. Like it's not like the – it's just simply there are too many examples of like great NFL players that have come from rounds three through six than there are in any other league. Because in the NBA, like, you don't find second-round stars ever. Like, it happens, of course, because the league's been around for 75 years. But it's, it's not like – in the NFL, and I have to shout out my brother Brock for this because he's the one that continues to put this idea in my head that I agree with, is in the NFL, you don't look your 11 players on the field in the eye and basically tell them, like, we're playing for a draft pick. Like, you just don't do that. In the NBA, you can get away with it with 82 games. Or in baseball, you can get away with it with 162 or even in hockey, Rabs, like 80-plus games. It's just like – that's not a thing in the NFL. You grind your ass off, you take hits, your body takes a toll, and you like it, – it's, it's simply different. Like there's no tanking in the NFL. I think the Jaguars tanked last year. I don't know how well that's going to pan out for them as Trevor Lawrence has not looked great this year. I just – that's all aside. I'm simply just saying that a win against like the Cardinals and say maybe you make it back-to-back wins last week if you have Jared Goff – That means way more for the culture of a team that has their first year head coach and a six-year contract than any number one or two pick does. So even if like you get a three or four pick, especially mind you this year, there's really no like clear cut guy. You look at like the the positions the Lions need to upgrade its receiver and, and, and quarterback, and there's no top five prospects in either one of those positions. So whatever, I'm just rambling at this point, but it's like, that's why I. That's why I texted you guys that, and Collins, you joke about it, and I, I do too. I was like partially. I just kidding. love it. Trent. No, I was I like I, that with
1: Michigan State, to be fair, too. Well,
2: and that's that's a good point. I was partially even kidding when I said it to you guys. It was like tongue in cheek, but it's like, yeah, dude, like it's Sunday. I don't care about the draft. I don't care about the draft. Like, go win a game against the Cardinals. Like, who cares? That's all. Whatever. Not to mention the fact that you have a tie, and that's kind of what's screwing you over at this point, because all the two win teams are ahead of you because you have a tie
1: fair all
0: right i know we're kind of uh kind of off here with the picks obviously we didn't even make picks for last week's game so i don't know we'll figure it out but we're gonna keep doing the picks anyway um lions at seahawks four twenty five p.m kick uh sunday second um, right now the line the seahawks are a six and a half point favorite the total is at 42 and a half Um, I guess I'll go first because I have the least amount of words to say about the lions these days. I'm going to take the under just because I think like the lions D has been playing really well Um, for whatever reason, Seattle has like not looked good. Um, But with that being said, like I see this, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, for whatever reason, this just screams under to me, just like low scoring kind of sloppy with that being said, it, six and a half i'm going to take the football number at seven and i'm going to take the seahawks just for from the standpoint of i think the seahawks can win this game by a touchdown i know the seahawks i'm pretty sure mathematically like eliminated from playoff contention but they are you yeah. still have russell you still have russell wilson like i would like to think that these guys want to show something um you know dk Metcalf had two catches for like 40 yards in his first touchdown since halloween on Sunday. So I don't know. There's just a part of me that thinks that like Russell Wilson's got that pride factor playing at home, tough place to play. You know, I, I think that they're they are definitely a touchdown better than the lions at least, you know, talent wise. I, we don't know if Jared Goff is playing.
2: He is obviously
0: that obviously hasn't a factor. It says he's questionable. So, I mean, if he's playing, he's playing great. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the Seahawks at minus six and a half and I will take the under.
2: Yeah. Um, Go for
1: it, Collins. Oh, I, of course, Ryan Collins is cutting off everyone in the oh, podcast. Oh, no, dude, you're, <laughs> you're, good. you're
2: good.
1: Go for but, it. But um, um, give me – I actually like the – dude, Seattle's so dysfunctional. Like, uh, I, the, the whole storyline with them is if Russell comes back and stuff. But, like, if you look at their situation, it kind of just seems like he's going to stay put for another year and they're kind of just not going to be that good. So, I actually like the Lions in here. So uh, give me the Lions and the over, actually. I've taken the under like every week. Give me the over this week. I got a good feeling.
2: So here's the thing. If the Lions are to win this game, it will probably be a carbon copy of that Cardinals game from two weeks ago where the Lions win like 30 to 12, which is right on that 42 number. So I will take – I'm going to take the over just because the Seahawks can put up more points than the Cardinals can at this juncture. But I will also say that like – the Seahawks don't do anything that scares me if I'm being compl- – I'm, I'm talking like on, on defense, you know, for the Lions to roll that offense out there. They, Seahawks have the 31st best run defense, which, you know, if you want to flip it, that's the second worst. And they also have the 14th best passing defense. So they don't really do anything like great. And they've got Russell Wilson just working his magic. So, yeah, of course, he's good for like a, a couple of touchdowns. But I like the Lions to cover. I don't know if they win, but I definitely like them to cover – just because of the way they've been playing, they've been playing really hard. And Rabs, you're right. Goff is technically day-to-day with a knee or something, but I think he's going to
0: play. Well, he was on the COVID list.
2: Yeah, it Do was COVID, and now, now it says he's got, like, a knee issue. He's day-to-day. What, what if, if Goff plays, I think the Lions cover for sure. So I guess that's the disadvantage of recording this a few days before. But who mm-hmm. cares? I got the Lions. <laughs> Give me the over.
0: Okay. Um, all right, that's the picks. At some point, I'm sure we will get back on track with uh what our records are and whatnot, neither here nor there at the moment. But without further ado, before we end the last episode of 2021 for the Motown Rundown, one last Trans Trifecta. It's still we're still gonna do it, but I'm just saying for the sake of this is the last show of the year. So
2: okay, so this is something that I thought of when I was watching. I, I was watching our beloved Matt Safford, and mm. I, I just really have to hear this from you guys because I, I, I go back and forth on this. If you could pick one of these quarterbacks right now to have, mm. would you take Stafford or Herbert? Herbert?
0: We did this last week, last show. Did we? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, the exact question. God. Come on, Trent. I okay, who I'm, I said okay. it. So I don't want to flip flop.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Well, I got a similar one. This one's fun. Would you rather have this is this is I, I don't know off. I don't know what like dimension I was in when I thought of this question Would you rather have one more year with Jared Goff or like another year with Adrian Peterson like bring him back and just let him like completely what? ruin the rest of the like, no like you, you talk Adrian about
1: Peterson Yeah, but you would just Peterson.
2: ruin the running back room. I guess is what I'm saying. Like it, it just whatever.
1: Dude, like I forgot about that. That was so funny that we just. Did not give the ball to DeAndre Swift for like the majority of the year last sure, year. It, it, like, it
0: actually wasn't funny. <laughs>
1: it was pretty funny now that them. you look back at it. But honestly, I mean, golf hasn't been awful the last like three or four weeks. But I just, I I've, it has the feeling of like one of those Lions teams that like went seven and nine. And you're like, you know what? They're going to turn around next year and then they start the season 0 and three. Except it's going to be like an individual version of that where it's gonna be like the first five weeks of the year it's like golf is unplayable so i just i, I preemptively don't want them to do that to be honest trent i do think they're gonna stay with golf for another year
2: oh i think so too i think so too um i, I just, don't think yeah. they
1: draft a quarterback i really no, don't i no. hope they do but i don't think they do
2: well the thing is, is if they do it's gonna be in like the third or fourth round so yeah you're right but um yeah I guess. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll move on with that one. Uh, question two, if you get a free season tickets to one Detroit team, who would it be
0: free
1: season tickets?
2: Yeah. Just like season tickets. So I guess this is a little different because obviously the game totals are completely different, but like, if you could have season tickets for free, so you're not, you're not paying your hard earned money to one of the four Detroit teams, who would it be?
1: I think America is unmatched. I I think second would probably be for me, the Lions. I And I, I like the Pistons just as much as the Lions, but, like, the wins have always been, like, I just don't have the emotional attachment I do to the other teams because, I don't know, I just have more experience at the other places. Doing the doing the Lions teams, though, are so fun. They really, like, and if you, in just football in general, tailgating, I love that, but going to America is unmatched, I think, in any sense of the, like, I don't know. Yep, that was
2: that was my answer, Collins. If it's free, I'm going Tigers all day, just because like being in the ballpark. I would get so baseball, fat,
1: though. I would eat so many frozen <laughs> lemonades.
2: Yeah, and you'd probably eat like a ton of like hot dogs. You'd be like World of Isaac. You'd be the sausage king. Yeah,
1: seriously.
2: But Rabs, what would your pick be? This was, this was kind of a Rabs question. Like, I, I was I love, just I, – because I, I feel like you're the most conflicted out of the – I family. think he's
0: taken wins. I do love the um, tailgate scene for Lions games. I do love being at the ballpark more than most things in life. But if you think you're going to hand me free tickets, and I'm not going to take the hottest ticket in town and go see the Detroit Red Wings play every time they're at home with the whatever the record is at home, 10-3-1, whatever it may be, they win all the time. The place is buzzing, singing, don't stop believing. I'm paying. Are, you're trying to, I'll say
1: this, Rebs. As good of an atmosphere as LCA has been this year for wins games, the Lions, like, Lions winning, like, that game against the Cardinals is probably, like, 10 times better than any atmosphere there. That's just how crazy Ford is. I suppose. And the psychopaths that like the Lions.
0: I suppose, but it's also unfair because you can fit three to four times the amount of people you can at the LCA. It's fair, hockey fans. Look, hey, I'm a hockey fan. The Wings diehards, man. Like you know, I know it's a football city. Most cities are, but you know, like I say, guys, when the team's good and and people want to watch the Wings, you know, you get that. Obviously, LCA hasn't really been broken in yet with like the whole hockey town thing, but it's there it lives within us and inside many people so when that plate when that uh when the wings are playing well and they're in a good game and it's you know things get chippy and whatnot it's it's a great place to be i would uh i would much prefer to to have season tickets to see the wings so thank
2: great you. answer that's a great answer and i think yeah i my, my answer might be a little shocking but yeah it's tigers so um i'll go next this question I wasn't planning on asking it but we teased it earlier so we got to roll with it. Do you have a New Year's resolution?
1: Never. I never have one.
2: I don't really either and if I do I definitely don't stick to it. I guess like there's always the generic, oh I'd like to read more, or I'd like to lose weight or I'd like to go to the gym or I'd like to, you know, <laughs> do all this and that and the other. I guess for mine it would be get A's and graduate. That's mine. I will
1: say uh, this, I'm I'm more uh, as a Catholic I'm more of like a guy who makes hollow promises on Lent than New Year's resolutions.
2: Okay, that's fair. That's fair because Lent you get people give up some juicy stuff for Lent. Well,
1: every year I'm like, I'm just trying to stop swearing more. And people who know me are like, I I can't, I can't stop. Without swearing. I it's like a problem. My dad like gets really mad about it, even though my dad swears more than like anyone I know. He's like, hey, language. Send you Catholic. He's always like, "I send you to Catholic school for this." I'm like, "Okay, Dad, relax." But um, yeah, I wish I could stop swearing. I just at this point, it's just part of my vocabulary.
0: I don't think swearing's a bad thing. That's how you express yourself. It's your yeah, vocabulary.
1: but like yeah. it, it comes time. across in a weird way for some people. I wish I didn't like just drop f bombs every other word, but that's just who I am.
0: Um. My New Year's resolutions, hmm, got to get back in the gym hard, like hard, hot boy summer. We know this. It's been coming. I talked about it before. It's happening. Um, you know what? Let me, I'll, I'll say this. I I always try to make resolutions. Um, you know, I was, I've always been like a guy, I don't need to write them down. You probably should write them down because if you ask me on December 31st of 2022 what my resolutions were, I won't be able to tell you. Um, but there's a certain element to life of living, living life and being engaged, right? Like every day that you wake up, you make the most out of every day. You're engaged with life. You know, you're being, you're being positive. You're a positive influence on other people. You, you, you know, you, you spread positive energy. So, you know, for me, I, I like to always use January 1st as like a mental, reset button of let's get the routines back on track let's get the eating dialed in you know my brain like i i I got a really weird ocd brain of like starting the year over or like i love when months will start on like the first day of the month will be on a monday like those are the kind of things that get me fired up so yeah i don't know i got some i got some things that i'd like to do Um, i'm still looking to buy myself a house and move out of here which would be awesome you know, we get back to get back to fight and wait, you know, like we were back in the if, if we give my How are you? Um, what else? I, I like to read. So I'll get back on the books. I bought a journal. I'm going to start journaling every day. Um, That's a great pretty thing pretty to solid. do.
2: That is a great thing to do.
0: Yeah, man. But Hey, it's just about, it's just about living. I L-I-V-I-N. love So starting January 1st, I'm back in the saddle. No more silly bullshit. I'm an adult. I turned 24 on January 9th, which is scary to say as it is. Um, But it's going 2022 is going to be a year for me of um, always being positive, smile on my face, making people feel good. uh, And, you know, being a being a man, taking care of business and whatnot. So
2: TCB. All right, that's all I got. That's all I got. Hey, happy New Year to all of
0: our listeners. What are your resolutions? You mine, you
2: I either? no, I I don't have any. I don't have any. I, I I no, I said mine would be to like get A's and graduate. I'd like to uh, graduate sorry. Sorry. on time. You know, I I've got a I'm, I've got a heavy spring semester. If I don't pass, I'm gonna to have to leak into the summer. I don't want to do that. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's mine, I guess. Other than that, whatever. I'd love to read more. Probably won't happen. But hey, happy New Year's New Year's Eve. Happy New Year. <laughs> to all of our listeners. How's that? And yes. happy holidays, whatever the hell you celebrate. It's all good.
0: Yes. Happy holidays. Um, happy new year to everyone. Thanks to everyone who has tuned in to the Motown rundown in the year 2021. Um, anyone who's, you know, been supporting us, whether you have been listening for a week or for a year, five years, however long we've been doing the podcast, we appreciate it very much. Um, we hope that, you know, throughout, especially this past year of uncertainty and a heck of a lot of bullshit that maybe you tune into an episode and had a laugh or something, but Hey, like I said, January 1st is the reset button. Um, You know, I think that it's uh, as, as time goes on here, you know, I love what we do here. So I think it's another big year coming up for the Motown Rundown in 2022, but that is going to be it for 2021 here on the Motown rundown. And that is it for today's episode. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show on Twitter at Motown underscore Rundown or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. That could be one of your New Year's resolutions is to engage with the show because people are, are lacking a bit on us on social media. Hit us up. Um, you can listen to all of our episodes on Spotify and Apple podcasts, hit the subscribe button, follow us, rate us five stars, say something nice, whatever you got to do episodes (laughs) almost every single week, unless we decide to take holiday breaks and don't tell anyone other than that. Again, thank you guys all for listening this past year, wishing you a safe and very, very happy new year. We will see you in 2022.